Hey, I'm Casey Stone, and I am a lover and an encourager of people. Come on, that's you. I know this faith message is going to help you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, family! (laughs) I see you jumping on here, uh, and I'm truly honored that you are with me. I'm Casey Stone. And I'm so glad that you are jumping on with me today for the Casey Stone Podcast. We're gonna start our week off right with the Word of God, come on. The first full week of the new year, 2022, and we're gonna get some Word in us today, amen? Get us going through the week. As always, be sure to like and share this video with your friends and subscribe. It takes two seconds, that's that simple. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so that I know that you're here with me uh, and share it with your friends so that we can all grow together, amen? Also, awesome. (laughs) Also, there's a link in the description of this video. If you or someone you know would like to sow seed financially supporting our ministry, you can do that with the link that you'll find in the description. And as always, if you have any prayer requests, I would love to pray for you personally. You can uh, just leave them in the comments or you can send us an email to info at stoneministries.online and I would love to do that uh, for you and just be in agreement with you, amen? That's awesome. Well, before we end this video, I will tell you something that is worse than death. Stay tuned because you're gonna wanna hear it. But I wanna read to you beginning in Jeremiah 29.11. Jeremiah 29.11, it says this. You could probably quote it, but I'm gonna read it to you really quick. It says, for I know the plans, say plans. I know the plans, God says. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. I know the plans that I have for you, and these plans are gonna give you a future and a hope. The word plans in this scripture In the original text, the word is makashaba. (laughs) Can you say that? Makashaba. Say it three times fast. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's going to be difficult. But makashaba, and it means purposes, plural. It puts an emphasis on it being plural. It's purposes. It's not one. It's more than one. It's purposes. Everybody... If you're alive, if you're breathing, if you're watching me right now, live or on the playback, if you're alive, that means you have a calling. You have purposes for your life that God has planned. In fact, Scripture says that it's planned before the foundations of the world. Your, excuse me, your purposes, your plans, your callings that God has for your life were, were planned for you before the world was even formed. That's how powerful it is to God. That's how important it is to God. And I love that God reminds us through the prophet Jeremiah that the plans and the purposes, plural, that he has for you, that he has for me, is what's going to cause prosperity in our life. He says these plans are not, these purposes are not going to harm you at all. They're going to prosper your life. He's he's saying they're going to prosper you. Don't don't worry about stepping out in what I've called you to do. I've attached my name to this. Come on. And that's so good. You know what? It just amazes me that God says, not only am I going to give you a calling, not only am I going to cause it to prosper, I'm putting prosperity in you by putting the calling in you. If the calling is in you, that means the prosperity is already there. If the calling's there, the prosperity is there. We just have to walk that out. That's so good, so good. Prosperity is in you because the calling and the purpose is in you already. That's so good. 
These callings are not going to harm you. The purposes are not going to harm you. His name's attached to it. It's going to prosper your life. Isn't that beautiful? It takes all the pressure off of us. God has taken the responsibility of that. He says, I'm going to give you the calling and I'm going to cause it to prosper. So powerful. God is saying, what are you going to do in 2022? What are we going to do in 2022? You and God are going to work together in 2022 to walk out the callings and the plans and the purposes that God has for you this season and that they will cause you to prosper. After you know what your calling and purpose is, the important thing after that, there's only one thing that's going to bring it to pass. There's only one thing that's important to bring it to pass, and that is vision. Vision is what's keeping vision for that purpose and that calling is what's going to bring that uh, into bring it to pass in this season. You have to keep vision. See, vision in Scripture, when you see vision in Scripture, it's talking about a mental sight. You have to see yourself where God has called you. You have to see yourself walking in the purpose that God has designed for you to be in in this season. That's what causes us to fulfill those purposes and assignments bringing prosperity into our life. Having an assignment or a purpose or a calling just means that you've got somewhere to be. Vision is what takes you there. You ready for this? Come on, this is getting good. God has drawn out the blueprints, the framework, if you will, the, the calling, the assignment, the purpose for your life, but we have to have vision that's gonna take us there. When my wife and I were dating uh, many years ago, we just, we're about to celebrate 17 years of marriage. That's nuts. It's just thinking about it, it's crazy. But we're about to celebrate 17 years of marriage. So many years ago, whenever we were just beginning to date, we were headed to a restaurant and it began to just pour down rain. It was crazy rain, big raindrops. It was, it, it, we couldn't see anything of where we were going. And when I turned on my windshield wipers, that was the day that they decided not to work. <laughs> that day, right then, they decided not to work. So when I turned on my windshield wipers, nothing happened. And we had a, we had a, a big problem. We had a dilemma because we had a place to be, but we couldn't get there because we couldn't see. So I pulled over and I found some rope in the back of my truck. We were teenagers. I pulled over, found some rope. I cut the rope in half. And I t you can't make this up. I'm, you're laughing right now. I know you are. I tied the rope, one rope to my windshield wiper on my side, tied the other rope to my girlfriend's windshield wiper on the other side, who's now my wife, tied it to her windshield wiper on the other side, and we just heaved and hove, pulled and pulled until uh, we could get the windshield clear of the rain going down the road. So we rolled down our windows. We're getting soaking wet and we're pulling the rope on the windshield uh, wipers to make the windshield wipers go back and forth to clear the, the windshield so that we could see where we were going. You can't make that stuff up. Listen, Helen Keller said this. You know who she was. She was blind and deaf. And someone asked her, what could be worse than having uh, I want to get this right. Make sure that I get it right. What could be worse than having no sight? What could be worse than having no sight? And she said, to have sight, but no vision. To have sight, but no vision. How powerful is that? There's a difference in sight and vision. See, there was nothing wrong with my sight, 
headed to the place that we were going, but there was everything wrong with the vision that was taking me there. Come on, that's good. There was nothing wrong with my sight, but there was everything wrong with my vision. We had a place to be, but the vision was impaired and I couldn't get there. We had a difficult time getting there because the vision was impaired. Come on, there was nothing wrong with this. It was all the, the vision that, was, that we were trying to get there with. That's why vision has to be clear. That's why vision has to be clear. It's not enough to know the calling. It's not enough to know the purpose. It's everything about the vision that's going to get you to that place that God has designed for you. Remember, having a calling and a purpose just means you've got somewhere to be. Vision is what's gonna take you there, amen? Come on, that's so good. Make the vision clear. Make the vision clear to you and to everyone else. You know, statistically, the, uh, the experts say that when you write down the vision, when you write down the, the calling and the purpose, you're making the vision clear of where you're headed to the calling and purpose that God has designed for you. When you write it down, statistically, after you've written it down and keeping it before your eyes, statistically, the success of that vision, the success of that calling and purpose with that vision increases by 98%. Just by writing it down. And that came straight from the word of God. Listen, this was, the world didn't make that up. The world didn't come up with that concept. Come on, God came up with that concept. Habakkuk 2.2 says, the Lord answered and said. Come on, this came from heaven. The Lord answered and said. Habakkuk 2.2, the Lord answered and said, write the vision and make it plain. Write the vision and make it plain. Keep it before your eyes. Keep it up in front of your eyes so that you know where you're headed. Don't get distracted. Come on, that's the number one uh, plan that the enemy has for your life is distraction. Because if he can get you distracted without keeping, without you keeping your focus on the vision, then he's got you going around in circles and then you're, you're not, we're not accomplishing anything. Amen? Listen, in Matthew chapter 14, we can read a story where Jesus himself is standing there with the little boy's lunch and he's trying to feed, he's needing to feed over 5,000 people. Scripture says 5,000 people was just, uh, that wasn't including the women and children. Some theologians say 25,000 or 30,000 people. I don't, it's irrelevant to me the exact number. <laughs> I just know it was a lot of people. Come on, that's a lot of people that he's trying to feed with a little boy's lunch. But he noticed that in the natural realm, it was impossible. In the natural realm, it was impossible. So what did he do? Scripture tells us, Matthew chapter 14, that he looked into heaven. He looked up into heaven, not to heaven. Uh, study that out. It's not to heaven. He looked into heaven. What was Jesus doing? He was regaining his vision. He was regaining his vision. Listen, sometimes God asks us to do big things that look impossible, but God's not asking us to do the impossible. Come on, he's asking us to believe that he can do the impossible. Jesus knew that in the natural realm, the plan and the purpose was impossible in the natural, so he had to look from heaven's viewpoint. He looked into heaven. We have to do that ourselves. Hey, listen, if Jesus the Messiah had to do that, how much more do we as humans, remember that, do you remember that Greek word, human? We had to, we had, we had, we as, as humans, an irregular recipient, how much more do we have to do that? 
look from heaven's viewpoint, from heaven's perspective uh, uh, to, to get the vision that God has needs us to have to get to the purpose and plan and calling that he has for our life. Amen? Man, that's so powerful. So good. Don't get distracted. Don't let the enemy distract you. Keep vision. Keep vision. Now, you ready for this? Come on. Proverbs 29 and verse 18 says, where there is no vision, where there is no vision, the people perish. Say perish. The people perish. Now, this has been taught uh, inaccurately, even by people that I love and honor and admire. But the real word here for, for perish in the original text is not death. It doesn't mean death, but it's taught that way, but it's worse than death. Remember at the beginning, I told you, I'm going to tell you something that's worse than death. Listen, this is worse than death. Worse than death. <laughs> yes, it's worse than death. This means in the original text, to be unoccupied, to be unoccupied, to be unoccupied. Listen, think about it like this. Where there is no vision, the calling and assignment and the purpose that God has for your life is unoccupied. Whew, there's nobody, there's nobody guiding the calling and the purpose and the plan that God has for your life. The post that we've been assigned is unoccupied. We've abandoned our post if we don't have vision. Whoa, come on, that's worse than death to me. That's worse than death. That means that I chose not to be there. I don't want that on me. <laughs> I don't want that on me. See, our calling doesn't only affect us. Our calling does not only affect us. There's a whole slew of people waiting on your yes to God. There's a whole slew of people waiting on my yes to God. You've heard this so many times, but when, when uh, God asked me to begin this church, to start the ministry, to start the church that my wife and I pastor in Quinlan, Texas, I was thinking, what in the world? What? You're asking me to give up my career, my career. This wasn't a job. I had a career. You're asking me to give up a career to start a church in Quinlan, Texas. Maybe I, maybe I would do it in Florida. Maybe I'll give up my career <laughs> to start a church, to start a ministry in Florida. But you want me to go to a tiny little town of 1,400 people and start a ministry. That's nerve-wracking. <laughs> That's nerve-wracking. But I was reminded of Jeremiah 29, 11. I had only, let me say it like this, the purpose and the plan, I had to remind myself that it could only cause me to prosper. It's not ever gonna harm me. Whatever we're saying yes to God about is never gonna harm you. We have that promise straight from the God, straight from the mouth of God. It will prosper us. Our yes to God and keeping vision to get there will prosper us. Remember, he staked his name to this. He put his name on this. He's made us a promise that when we say yes to him, it will prosper. It will prosper. We keep the vision and head to where he's called us to be, the plan, the purposes, and it will prosper. You know, I was praying one night when, before I began this ministry about this ministry that we started and I was like, God, I can't do that. This is, it's, it's, it's new. And God said, it's new to you, but it's not new to me. 
I've been planning this for a long time. The plans and the purposes that God has for you, I said at the beginning, has been before the foundations of the world were even formed. It was so important to God for your purpose and your plan to be mapped out before the world was even formed. Think about that. Think about that. How much has God invested into that plan and purpose if it was, if it was created before he even began on the world? Wow. And all he's waiting for us to do is say yes to just say yes, and then carry out that purpose and plan and calling with vision. Because without it, people perish. Without it, there's nobody reached. The people that you were supposed to reach, the people that I was supposed to reach, are not reached because the, the plan and purpose we said no to. We've abandoned our post without vision. Man, all this is so good, so good. What has God asked of you? What has God asked you to do in 2022? What is God willing to come and help you do in 2022? Have you thought about that? What are you gonna do in 2022? God is looking for us to be able to boldly declare John 17, four, that says that everything that he's asked us to do on earth, we've completed. Everything we've completed on earth is everything he's asked us to do. Just do it. God's promised already that you're gonna prosper when you do. What else do we need? Come on, say yes. Practice it right now. Just say, yes, Lord. Did you say it? Yes, Lord, I can do that. <laughs> I'm receiving it. I'm so proud of you. And I cannot wait to see what you and God do in 2022. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be amazing. And it's gonna cause you to prosper. We have that guarantee from the word. I love you. Yes, you. And I can't wait to see you next week. God bless you. <laughs>